Everybody, please put hey. a thumb in the air. Hey. everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey. No, this is not the post-game. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. I'm We're doing this remotely, and I'm sitting in my post-game chair, so I automatically went into the post-game <laughs> intro. But that is not what this is. This is our weekly flagship show. Um, the Flyers are on a four-game winning streak, and that's fucking cool. So let's get into it. Start with the intros. Canada's own Kelly Hinkle. Just so everyone knows, I am currently accepting donations so that I can buy myself a Phil Myers jersey with other people's money. Just so you know. Feel free to contribute. You know, Kelly, I did a I did high and wide radio last night. I was on a, I did a show with them and they were we were talking about Phil Myers and they're like, "Does he look like he could maybe be their best defenseman?" And I said, "Well, he has been this week." Yeah, right. <laughs> like Forget the goals, which are awesome. He just looks like a really good hockey player. He sure does. And then, of course, goals. Also good. I'm so impressed with him. Like, I've decided, and these are totally my words coming from me, Phil Myers is the best defenseman that's ever stepped foot on ice. He right. could be. Now, I, like, last year he came up and looked fine. I don't think he blew anyone away, but he looked fine. Then we come into the preseason, and it's like, all right, Phil's going to win this job, and everything's going to be cool. Well, he doesn't. And then we're just kind of waiting on him to get the call up. He does, and that blow us away thing, it's a little late, but here we are. I'm really impressed with what I'm seeing in Myers. Me too, and it's also hilarious that uh, we spent two weeks with Robert Haig playing in his spot. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but at least they figured it out fast, right? That's Lest what matters. Lest we forget. <laughs> And of course, SB Nation's queen herself, Stephalicious D. Step Driver. Well, that's a different intro for the first time in nine years. I sometimes say other things. No, you don't. I. But that's okay. That's okay. It's different. It's weird. It's different. Um, I've got a couple. I've got a couple things that I want to rattle off right off the bat. Let's do it. So one was brought up on Flyperbole, and it's the first time I've I'd heard this. The nickname Philly Joel is a fucking abomination. That's and terrible. whoever created it should be set directly to the Hague. Who said that? I don't know. It's so I don't bad. know who said it. it, it it's so like the, it's a war crime. Like Philly Myers, that at least makes sense. His fucking name is Phil. This is his Phil. first name. Yeah, his name is Phil. I mean, yeah. Goal Faraby is right there. Goal Faraby, the Farah Beast, which is something that was mentioned in our flyby. Yeah, someone said um, Farah Beast on a post game, and they it was actually the guy's wife. He said that's her favorite, that's his favorite player or something. <laughs> well, I've decided that I like that one. I'm totally good with Goal Faraby, but um, Philly Joel, it's a war crime. That's, Absolutely that's, not. That's awful. Yeah, that's um, war crime. Uh, the second is, I am so sad 
so sad for Samuel Moran. I don't think we co- did we cover his injury. I don't think we. No, I don't was... think we did because I got asked some questions about it like on post game, but we never actually covered it as a group. I don't think. No, it happened yeah. after the show. Yeah, that's what I thought happened after the show. So he tore his ACL again, the same one again, and like this guy, I just. I wanted him to have an NHL career. I didn't think it was going to happen here, but now I don't know if it's going to happen at all. Yeah, I just wanted to see the guy get a shot. Um, Torn ACLs aren't what they used to be. You can you can recover. Uh, Two in the same knee though is is um, shitty. It's not the same one. Yeah, the same one. Like it's God. That's. I'm trying to. um, Is that what happened to Fabry? Did he have two in the same knee? I think he did. I, don't know. I believe he did. And I think Justin Williams had something similar to that. So there is hope, but it's a lot of rehab. It's there's some luck involved. Uh, he's a big dude. He's a heavy guy. So I don't know what all goes with that. But I can't imagine it's freaking easy at that size to to get the strength back in your knee, lugging that that size body around. I always wanted to see the dude get a shot. It's a bummer. It's it definitely sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. So. Those were all of the things I think I had to say. All right, so I just want to make an announcement, people. The Flyers bandwagon is wide open. Ooh. Wide open. Accepting... Is it, though? Do we want these people? Oh, well, here. Here's what I'm... I'm I, I have some caveats here. Okay, well, all right. I, I am accepting anyone and everyone, but here's not... here's Because here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to be Sixers people. We're not going to be the great gatekeepers of the sport and say, nope. When we were winning 10 games, you weren't watching, and you can't name eight guys on that roster, so you can't root for us now. We're not going to be the gatekeepers. We're not going to do that. But I will say I kind of, like, would appreciate if they just didn't get on the bandwagon until the playoffs like usual. You know? Like, let us have our fun. I don't. We already dissect every single freaking game like it's the Eagles. I don't need them getting blown out by uh, the Caps on Wednesday and dealing with it like it's a loss to the Dallas Cowboys. But it would be nice to get some recognition. That said, I also don't want to beg people to pay attention to the Flyers. It's actually good that the mainstream media doesn't pay attention to the Flyers. You know why? We exist because of it. <laughs> that means we have jobs. That's, yeah, that's great yeah. for us. On In my other job, uh, somebody was, like, DMing the show. I work for one of the sports radio stations in town. Like, hey, are you finally going to talk about the Flyers? And I actually got one of the hosts to say, no, because we don't care. Listen to Broad Street Hockey. So that was cool. <laughs> nice. Who was that? John Marks? Yeah, John Marks. I got him to basically say, we're not going to talk about the Flyers. Uh, listen to podcasts. He's actually a friend of the show. Yeah, That's he's, nice. yeah, we did the first draft party with him and everything. John's cool. But, yeah, he was like, no, we won't be talking about the Flyers because not enough people give a shit. But listen to Broad Street Hockey. So that was cool. We listen. actually give a shit. Yeah. No, can, that, can that be our tagline I was going to say, we TM. Give so, a shit. <laughs> I don't want to gatekeep, but I will say, like, if nobody pays attention to the playoffs, that's totally cool with me, too. I I like the idea of people suffering with us. <laughs> but, you know, right now, I got to say, baby, we're flying. We're not dying this week. No, but that's like everyone hears, oh, look, the Flyers. It sounds like they're off to a good start. Oh, they're playing Pittsburgh tonight. Definitely going to watch this one. 
And Don't then, watch that one! And then they piss all over themselves on television, and everyone goes, oh, so they do still suck. The Flyers people are assholes. But yeah. since that game, and that's where we're going to start tonight, since that game, the Flyers have points in six straight. They are right now on a four-game winning streak. That's right, they're 5-0-1 since the Pittsburgh debacle. Uh, they've gone past regulation in five of the last six games, including four <laughs> shootouts. I'm so tired. So tired it's, of it. So tired. It's un, uh, like, as somebody who loves the shootout, <laughs> I'm a little over it. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Like, four in one week is a lot. That's They keep bringing up the stat, like, games, like, the game, you know, the third period ends and it's tied. And the game's going to overtime, and they keep bringing up the stat, like, games decided in overtime, and the Flyers are just 1-0. and I'm like, how's this possible? We go to overtime every night. It's like, oh, they all have gone to a shootout except for the Canadians game. But they beat the Canes 4-1, uh, Habs 3-2 in overtime. That's the one that actually ended in overtime. And then the, uh, the Maple Leafs and the Boston Bruins 3-2, both in shootouts. Before we get into the individual stuff, reactions from this point streak, this win streak, all of it. How are we feeling? These are good teams, with the exception of maybe the Habs. Which they're are, decent. I mean, yeah, they're probably around the same talent level that the Flyers are. Uh, maybe a little bit below with better coaching. I, I can't even say that. So let's say they're, they're average. They're fine. The Habs are fine. The Canes are good. The Leafs are good. The Bruins are really good. And... We got points in all of them. Yeah, I mean that's those are the wins right there. It's they also took the Leafs to a shootout and lost in another game. Of course, they beat the Devils a while back, so that's six games. Kelly, you, how's it how's it going up there? How's the reaction to what Toronto's going through? How did <laughs> how did it seem in Canada after losing to the Flyers? I don't pay attention to the Maple Leafs up there either. <laughs> um, but like Kelly's in Wilmington right now. Yeah, Calm and down. that's the other thing. Oh I'm shit, in that's right. You're home. yeah. But um, <laughs> I'm such an idiot. No, no. To talk about the the wins a little bit, there was a whole thing on Twitter about how we shouldn't be getting too excited because this start isn't actually that much better than last year's start. Watch the games, nerds. That's the thing. If you are watching these games and you watched last year's games, I don't care what the records compare. The team is. 180 degrees different like it's yeah. completely different the process the, they don't is different. make me want to die yeah the yeah. record is one thing the record is good they're in a playoff spot right now they're top three in the metro that's all well and good but if the flyers were just playing their regular version of hockey last year and were somehow lucky enough to be 17-0-0 and this team was 10-5-2 or whatever the hell they are this team is still playing better yeah it's it's actually fun which is, I dare you to find me any fun that we had last season. There was no fun. This I think there was like one or two games in the entire 82 the game outdoor season game. That where was I was it. like, yeah. well, I don't want to slip my wrist tonight. That's true. The outdoor game was fun. But otherwise... That's the one. But, yeah. It's, the only one. It's just so clear that this is a different team. And that's, I think, the most encouraging thing for me. Oh, without a doubt, it's it's been about... I just feel like they're, even though they've like technically blown leads in these last three games, I'm not expecting the worst when things happen. Like, they took a penalty at the end of that Boston game, and I wasn't just being like, oh, well, there goes those two. There goes points in this one. Like, And they killed the freaking penalty. Right. Like, Pasternak, the leading goal scorer in the league, gets a penalty shot. 
And I had all the confidence in the world that it wasn't going to go in. Well, you know, you know what's actually happening, right? Goaltending. Carter fucking Hart is what's actually happening. I, and I don't want to sell Brian Elliott short either. No, you're right. Let's not do that. You're totally right. He's been awesome, especially in his limited role. Uh, but no, he's been very good. I mean, he's won a couple of shootouts as well. This team is playing very well. The goaltending, they're getting the goaltending uh, when they're shorthanded. They're getting it in overtime. They're getting it in the shootouts. Carter Hart has stopped like six straight shootout attempts. He is killing it right now. Uh, I, I'm just excited about the way this team is playing. Yes, it's early. Yes, the record isn't that much different. But thinking about what I thought all year, or what I thought this whole time that this first half of the season was going to be a learning curve, a learning process, and then we'd really see the real team after the holidays. Well, shit, man, if they're learning right now, this could right? be a really freaking good team. Yeah, so the other thing that I want to point to is this penalty kill. That oh, it's so good. All of a sudden just fucking works like I don't want them to just automatically give the team another goal and give me back those two minutes of my life which is what I've wanted for the last like five years this penalty kill actually stops penalties which is astounding I am so impressed with what I'm seeing just up and down the lineup the fourth line carousel is a little bit confusing it's a little bit whatever like I don't really care that much because they're winning games and it seems like for now they finally found an optimum lineup all we needed was Andy Andreoff yeah who knew well also who knew yeah also undefeated undefeated (laughs) in the Andy Andreoff I think that's his name yeah that's his name era undefeated but also it was reported today that Lawton might be back on the 23rd so we don't even have long to suffer with this fourth line drama who would you, um, I guess Pitlick comes out then? I would think so. Because, yeah. Like, I was going to say probably Andreoff. But he's been I better than not. Pitlick, though, since he came yeah. up. I, 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 yeah. They've been working well together. Uh, surprising enough to me, Raffle has looked good at center. He has. I know, like, he. Raffle plays center internationally. I realize, so but it's because me. he's Austrian, and, like, how many good Austrian players are there? Well, it's him and his brother. <laughs> like, you're be- that's whenever I hear, like, oh, well, he played center. He played center field. He played shortstop when he was younger. It's like, yes, he's the best player. Like, Lane Johnson played quarterback in high school because he was the best football player. That's just the way it goes. Please, we don't have Charlie this week, so please don't football at I'm me just saying, me. like, your best athletes play the toughest positions in lower levels, and Raffles in the freaking NHL, he's probably the best freaking Austrian. Yeah, but he, well, he has other Austrians. He has impressed me at center more than I thought. I'm not automatically putting Lawton back there when he comes back, but it will be nice to get him back in the lineup because I just like well, Scott Lawton. Doesn't like playing center, so I think that if Lawton does, okay, then it's fine. Yeah, he prefers to play wing for whatever something to do with. Um, he doesn't have to pay attention to as much, which is a little bit ridiculous <laughs> because I mean. Who among he's us? He's a very good defensive player, and whether he's playing at wing or at center, he's always going to be a very good defensive center, but that's fine. He loves blocking shots, and the place Forward, to do I mean, that whatever. is at the you wing. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. He loves blocking shots, and you can only do that at the wing, you know? It's uh, <laughs> break your foot doing that weird thing he does. 
I can't believe he didn't break his foot earlier. Oh, it looks, I, thought, I thought that was it. it I thought was, that was it. It was like the exact block that has taken him out of the lineup before. I thought for sure he was out for a couple of weeks at least. Yeah. Stop blocking shots. My column. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about the defense for a second, though, because to start the year, I thought the team defense looked really good. But it was led mostly by uh, something we hadn't seen in a long time. The the forwards actually contributing on the defensive side of the red line. Now I think the uh, the blue liners have actually really picked it up. Uh, and it starts with, like we said to start the show, Phil Myers. Three goals and an assist in his first six games. Uh, points in four straight. The team is 5-0-1 since he was called up. Coincidence? I think not. Man, you just can't say enough good things about Phil Myers right now. And it's not even just – it's not – like you were saying earlier, it's not even just the goals. Like, he does so many little things right. Um, we talked a lot about his breakout passes in the AHL, and that's continued up here. Um, the goal he scored in the last game was just like he – got the pass and he waited until he had a wide open lane and then shot it like that kind of hockey sense I guess if you want to call it that is really encouraging to see especially in a guy that wasn't even drafted he is an incredible skater Mm -hmm. an incredible skater he's got three goals in three games and he's I I'm just I'm so impressed with him he is hot right now and even if it doesn't last, he's just so impressive. He's so impressive. And who's he? He's paired with Sandheim. He's paired with Sandheim right now. And keep honest, that together forever. Yeah, keep them together forever. But honestly, their metrics aren't great. Uh, they're they're sub fifty percent uh, in terms of Corsi four percentage. But you know that's just total volume of shot attempts. When you look at the expected goals and the scoring chances and high danger scoring chances. They're well over 50. That's so good. they're giving up some shots, but they're making a lot happen on the offensive side of the blue line in terms of being in on scoring chances. And I got to say, like, Steph, you talked about the goals. Goals two and three, like, he scored that first one, and it was like, all right, that was nice. It was a little lucky. But then he gets the second goal. It was That was a hell of a shot. You do the exact same thing the next night, you're a great shooter. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. We don't have a sniper on this team capable of shooting like that consistently. He might Would be the it best be Phil Myers. He might be the best shooter on the team. <laughs> I mean, let's not well, get crazy. For now. Yeah. How many corners have we watched anyone him. pick on this team over the last 3 years? Travis Konechny can pick a corner, I think. He can. He gets a lot of opportunities and doesn't though. That's fair. He gets it with those dirty goals. Oh, I listen. The last guy on this team I'm going to complain about is Travis Konechny right now. <laughs> oh, God. He's our best freaking Travis player. Travis Konechny is my king. Oh, my God. He's so good. Every every single thing about him is just uh, perfect. But I want to stick with the defense. There's a lot good happening with Phil Myers. People are very happy. Since he's come up, the team started their hot streak. Justin Braun is now the new whipping boy, though. You know, it we no seem. longer have Andy. We no longer have any of those bums. Uh, Haig is out of the lineup. Justin Braun. And, I mean, some of the numbers, you look at it, I mean, he is minus 12. I always say, you know, we all say plus minus, not a great indicator of what's actually going on on the ice. But when the next closest defenseman is minus 5 and you're minus 12, 
a lot of goals are going in when you're out there. How are we feeling about Justin Braun right now? Well, I can tell you that I think that plus minus is absolute trash. So <laughs> I don't care. Um, his Corsi 4 you have here is the highest on the team. Yeah, so. I, I can't believe that that's true. Like, I wanted Charlie to be here just so I could ask him, like, am I looking at the right thing? <laughs> <laughs> do a special uh, podcast just with Charlie on Justin Braun. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, uh, it says 54.68, and I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't care about Justin Braun. Like, I don't care. I, there is not one single thing right now on this team that I'm pointing to and be like, you fucking suck. Not one single thing. I mean, that's fair. However, I kind of wanted him to be better. Like, I didn't expect that he was going to be scoring goals. I didn't expect that he was going to be lighting the world on fire. Um, but I expected him to be like a steadying hand on the defense. And I guess he is in a way, but, you know... Yeah, you put your eggs in the broad basket. I sure did. That's, I'm not uh, taking them all out yet. I'm not convinced thought, he's bad, but... He's averaging 17 minutes a game right now. To start the season, he was being used like a top-four defenseman. In the last eight games, though, he's only averaging 15.47. So they are using him like the sixth defenseman. And with Haig out of the lineup, you can do that. The thing I'm liking about Braun, and I, I don't like what I'm seeing at 5-on-5, five five, but you can survive having one guy whose ice time you limit as long as he has a specialty. He's playing a minute 57 a game shorthanded. That's most among the defensemen. It's actually tied with Niskanen right now, but they're going back and forth. He's a top two penalty killer on the blue line. And he's doing very well. The penalty kill itself is top 10. They're like they're over 85% now. He's got seven short-handed block shots. That's twice as, as the next uh, Flyers D-man. Uh, yeah, 85.4% is the sixth best um, penalty kill in the league. I got to tell you, if he's a penalty kill specialist, what's our nut? Like, we've had a lot of complaints over the last few years. But the penalty kill is way freaking up there. It's been so bad. Like Steph was saying... How often we were just like, give him a goddamn goal and save me the two minutes. Yeah. Like, just give him a goal. I, I don't want to waste this time of my life. And that is no longer the case. Like, they're killing over 85% of the penalties. He was brought in, at least in part, to shore up a terrible penalty kill. And now it is very good. I realize goaltending has to do with that. Kevin Hayes, new coach, all this shit. But Braun is a part of it as much as anybody. I think you can live with him as long as the other five guys are playing way more. I'm, and I'm totally fine with it. And he's only here for this year so far. You know, I don't know if they're going to extend him or not. I'd be but, shocked. Um, I don't think I'd be shocked. I'd be intrigued. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, if they didn't have other contractual concerns, I'd expect it. But since, like, he's an old guy... I just don't see how you pay for everybody else if you pay. Is him. he old? I don't even know how old he is. I mean, he's, he's old like for a hockey player. Yeah. I thought he was in his 20s. My bad. Um, anyway, I just don't care. I don't care. The team is clicking right yeah. now. If Justin Braun is the weak point, I'm not worried about Andrew McDonald. I'm not worried about a Chris Vandevelde. I'm not worried about whoever we were screaming about last year. I'm fine. I'm fine with Justin Braun. Yeah, if he's going to be our six, I mean, whatever. He's a better yeah, six than Haig, so. 
That's, I was going to say, a lot of people in the post games are asking about maybe giving Haig a look as the six. Those to people see if, are idiots. See, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. But, I got to tell you, I don't need to see any more of Robert Haig to know what he's going to not do for my hockey team. That's the thing. Like, I know what Robert Haig can't do, and it's help with the penalty kill. He's been a part of a terrible penalty kill for quite some time. Uh, I'd rather this guy do that thing and kind of live with the other five carrying the weight at five on five. Here's my number one issue with the defense right now, and it's a minor thing. I want to see Provorov play a tiny bit less. Like, I don't see a need to play him 27, 28 minutes in an overtime game when we have all of these other guys playing well. Like, even out the top four defensemen's ice time a little bit. And um, I, don't, I feel like you'd get more out of Provorov if he was playing 22 to 23 minutes instead of 24 plus. You're probably personally. not. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. And if we are planning for this to be a playoff team, it might do us well to not completely break him down by the time we yeah. get to May. And that's yeah. the thing is in the playoffs, Ivan Provorov will play 27 minutes. Right, because he's going to have to. Yeah, that's the way the playoffs work. You can't put Justin Braun out there. Like... Okay, if he's no good at 5-1-5 and this is a must-win game, guess what we're not going to do? Play him at 5-1-5. So that you just have to do it in that situation. Right now, it's just like, hey, man, Ghost only played 19 minutes. What if it was 21? That's just what I'm thinking of. Yeah. You're on to something. I agree. I agree. There's no reason when there's no one playing except for Justin Braun, no one playing particularly poorly for him to, to be blocking those. I'm wondering if... AV isn't waiting for because it seems like Sanheim and Ghost are knock on wood starting to kind of turn things in a more normal direction for each of them. So maybe he's kind of waiting for just to make sure that they are actually getting out of whatever funks they were in before he starts giving them more minutes. I mean, maybe, I don't but know. it's not like Provorov started the season playing spectacularly. Yeah, that's he true. Was playing, he was playing fine, but it wasn't like blowing anybody's socks off. Very true. Yeah. He's just coaches. He's coaches freaking love the guy. Yeah, they, they sure know, do. They know he can handle the load, man. It's it's pretty crazy. Has anyone else on the blue line really stood out over this uh, over this time period? These last four games or so. The only defenseman that matters, Phil Myers. Phil Myers. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, yeah, here. Oh, good. Good call. Let's pause for the break right here. I don't even know what time we started, but we'll uh, we'll About pause for the break. Yeah, we'll pause for the break right here, and then you'll get an extended second half of the show. That's what we'll give to you. So uh, we'll be back in just a second to talk about the goaltending. Okay, we are back, and it is Carter Hart time, fan. Do, 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 do. Stephanie, oh, you're no. not even Stephanie, here, and no. I pointed at you, Steph, and you, you hit your cue even though you weren't looking at me. <laughs> I wasn't looking, and I... God, see, we're, we're telepathic. Uh... We're so in his list... Listen, listen, Kelly, if you get the germ, I'm going to get fucking Carter Hart. Do, 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 do. All right, if that's the trade I have to make, I'll make it. There you go. Uh, remember when Carter Hart was struggling, fam? Remember we uh, were worried? In his, in his last... <laughs> no one was worried. Nobody was actually worried. Nobody here was worried about Carter Hart. He's perfect. In his last four starts, he is 4-0-0 with a 9-29 save percentage. And he's also got a couple of shootout wins. He has stopped six straight shootout attempts. 
by guys named Palmieri, Hughes, Hall for the Devils, and Coyle, Marchand, and Pasternak for Boston. Um, some pretty good players there who weren't able to beat him 1-0. Uh, he also stopped Pasta on that penalty shot. Man, Carter Hart is just everything we asked for already, isn't he? He sure is, and I am still terrified of the hockey gods. Like, I'm still terrified to, like, fully accept that he's this good. It scares me. He is my moon and my star. <laughs> he's, Kelly, just accept that for all of our suffering, we were given this one thing. Maybe. Every time like, I accept something good in my life, it, it destroys me. So I'm just going to continue to have slight doubts. Like, it's for Eric Lindros and everything since, this is what we get. We get this one guy. Okay, maybe. Nolan Patrick was the false idol. <laughs> Carter Hart is the Oh, one no, that's going to kill you. I know. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. We're not in the I'm same sorry. room. I'm sorry. All right, so number one, Uh-oh. I'm only half paying attention because I'm also half working. And you throw that? You throw that? He sucked you right back in, didn't he? Jesus. <laughs> I'm not, we had a whole conversation before the show started about how Nolan Patrick is actually gritty. Yeah, he saw more of a future as a mascot, so he's going to give up the hockey thing. <laughs> Try to I do both, couldn't do it. I hate you so much. And he, looked at, still... he looked at Couturier, he looked at Frost, he looked at Hayes and was like, you know what, my best my best path for advancement in this organization is, is as an orange Muppet. I still hope <laughs> that he takes a shit in your mouth. Oh no, not that again. <laughs> oh yeah, I I do. I sincerely hope. And when I meet him at the Flyers Wives Carnival, I'm going to say, "Listen, I need you to oh, no. I need you to do me a solid here." Oh boy! <laughs> Please record that conversation. I assume it'll go something like that thing with uh, what's her face, Katie Nolan. Katie Nolan. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to run up and hug him immediately, which will give him an anxiety attack. So. <laughs> oh my god. Did you not watch it? No. Oh, it was funny. Bill, you need to watch it. He fucking nails it. Car- uh, nails Nolan it. Patrick? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's incredible. I can't believe it. It is, it is incredible. I love Katie Nolan. She's hilarious. I was wondering yeah, so, if maybe so did... he wasn't in on it because he was so good. I don't think he was in on it. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. So he, she's doing this bit where it's, it's like Freaky Friday with her and Gritty, so her and Gritty change bodies, and she's supposed to interview Nolan Patrick for ESPN, and it ends up being Gritty as Katie Nolan interviewing (laughs) Nolan Patrick, and she runs in and gives him a hug, and he's like, "Uh, I don't know what to do here, (laughs) and asks him how Claude Giroux smells, and um, Nolan is looking around like, and it actually says this is for ESPN. <laughs> it's that's awesome. Bill, it's fucking incredible. It's so good. He nails it. At the end, she's like, "Tell Claude I love him," and he goes, oh, "I'm not going to do that." <laughs> <laughs> is that on her show, or was it just? I don't know. I'll, I'll it's check a YouTube it out. thing. I'll I'll, okay. I'll send it to you. I'll find it and send it to you. So I used to watch her show on ESPN Plus all the time, but I just fell out of the routine. I love Katie Nolan though. I think Lozo is a uh, producer he on is. that show. He is, and I never thought that I would be at this place in my life where I miss Dave Lozo content, but, like, I do. I do. I miss Dave Lozo. I miss Biscuits. On Puck Soup. I miss him on Biscuits. Like, I just don't. 
I'm still liking Puck Soup. I I don't like Lambert. Um, Lambert. I no. freaking I, I, Lambert's the one I like best. You would. That actually doesn't surprise He's me. He's such a sarcastic you dick. You like everything that everybody hates. I, I had no idea people didn't like him. He's such a sarcastic dick. Precisely. His, his 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 thoughts on the economy are the same as mine. Um, <laughs> We've gone off track. Yeah. Carter Hart. Uh, uh, yeah. Bill, I'm going to text this to you right now. All right, awesome. I'll have to watch that right after the show. Uh, but uh, like I said uh, earlier, as great as Carter Hart has been, I want... I do not want at all to slight Brian Elliott because he has been equally stellar. And I'll tell you where Elliott has been especially awesome. 923 save percentage on the penalty kill. Man, we talked about the improved penalty kill. Hart, I mean, Hart just got bombed like once or twice and it's throwing his numbers off. He's been pretty decent overall as well. But Elliott is, even when there's been breakdowns, he has been awesome and it's really helped the... uh, the penalty kill unit, and it's just, man, killing penalties is so nice. Like, it's not a death sentence, mm-hmm. especially, like, when, uh, you know, Marchand dives and we get a fr- we have to kill a penalty. Like, oh, okay, well, they win the game now. It's just so nice not to expect the worst. It really is. And just to, like, that Boston game a little bit, that third period, first of all, that third period is how I expected that entire game to go, and the fact that it didn't is huge. And also, like, not to harp on this again, but last year, there's no way the Flyers get a tie out of that game. Absolutely not. There's just no way it happens. And No, at, so- at some point, we will stop talking about the previous regime and last year. Yeah. We are not at that point yet. Because, no, we won't. <laughs> because I continue, I continue to be astounded by how much different the vibe of the team is. Um, also, these guys were on the second night of a back-to-back. And they kept fucking pushing. Like, they had four games, or three games and four nights. Yeah. All of them go to overtime. All of them went to (laughs) overtime. They played, I think it was five games and six nights or something ridiculous. Like, it was just absolutely absurd. What you're hearing behind me is my foster dog coughing. He's doing his best. I'm sorry. (laughs) I can't mute it out while I'm talking. You have to tell Um, Jake to put down the bong while we're in the middle of a show. He can't. It's medical. Yeah. He's, he's got <laughs> He's doing his best. Um, so I am so impressed with this team. Just the way that, like, you could tell that they were exhausted. The penalties that they were taking, they were they were just oh, yeah. uh, penalties because they were tired. Uh, like, they were tired. I mentioned Marshan diving, and I do think there was a bit of embellishment, but it was very clearly a trip on Limblom. Like, nah. he wasn't moving his feet and he was swinging his stick. That's going to yeah. get called. I do think Marchand went flying, considering he's one of the strongest skaters in the league. But, hey, whatever, you know. You got to you gotta put your team on the power play. But I did want to talk about that game, game, Steph. You brought up a great point about how it's the second night of back-to-backs. They've been to overtime. They've been playing all these games. There was one guy on the ice in the third period against Boston who wasn't on the ice the night before. Carter Hart. Carter Hart! And who stepped up? Carter Hart. Carter Hart. He did what he was supposed to do in character. Did they blow the lead? Yeah. But that game could have got out of hand in the third considering how tired they were, how hard Boston was pushing. He gets them the point, and then he saves them the second point with his uh, effort in the shootout. Just freaking incredible. And it's good to see... 
we talked a lot about how he didn't look like himself during those couple of games when he struggled, and he totally looks like himself again. Oh, so Like, calm. the angles are perfect. The calmness is back. That uh, You can the, see him tracking the puck. It's wonderful. The, he figured it out. Yep. The shootout was great. The Pasternak um, penalty shot, there was no net. He waited the, him out the whole time. Pasternak gave up. Like, he got to the it side. It even a shootout attempt. It was stunning. He got to the it's side so of the net and was like, well, fuck, I'm about to go behind the net. I have to throw it at him. And there yeah. was just nothing. Stunning. <laughs> I, I was screaming in my house while it I was, was watching that. It was freaking. They gave him not even a centimeter. It was amazing. It was incredible. It's so nice to see this level of goaltending. Like, do I expect Carter Hart to hit some more bumps in the road at some point? Yeah. Do I think he's an amazing goalie? I really do. I really, yeah. really do. He's going to be everything we dreamed of. Now, this show has been mostly sunshine and rainbows. But I, those are my favorite podcasts. <laughs> but I will say the blown leads are a concern. But it's not the fact that they're giving up two goals in the third period that concerns me. It's the fact that they don't have more than two goals when they're controlling the game the way they have been through 40 minutes. At some point, they're going to have to activate Nolan Patrick or bring up Morgan Frost. But until that happens, do you think it's time to break up Couturier, Lindblom, and Konechny to distribute mm, the scoring? Because no. those three are killing it. And the other lines could use a bit of a boost. No. Not, not when they're winning games. You can't fuck around with it right now. I don't think. So that's a really great point. So my response would be absolutely the fuck not. Why would you break up this line? Number one, they're winning. Great point, Kelly. I'm stealing it from you. Do it. But number two, it works. It works and they're scoring. Like wh what are you going to – who else are you going to put with them? I mean, you could put them with anybody. So that line is question. scoring. The rest aren't. And I think well, two goals – Well, then fuck the rest of them. Shuffle the other lines. You don't break up the thing that's working. Two goals isn't enough. That's what I think. Two goals a game isn't enough. You only need to win by one. Yeah, but they're winning by none right now until it gets to a shootout. Like, that's not... Well, they, they, they win those two. You know, because of this line. Shootouts are luck. Dubs. I mean, you you do have a, a point. It's a good point, but... Absolutely not. I, I also think that I don't know if breaking up that line solves the problem of getting the guys going that need to get going. Like, Kevin Hayes just needs to get going. And maybe that means you switch up the middle six a little bit and see what you get out of that before you break up the top line. I would maybe try that first. That's – I just – because I have the thought – we've we've talked about this in the past. Like when um, when our old buddy Dave Hackstall bumped Konechny off the top line and put him with the third line for the playoffs. And we had that whole, well, Raffle scores playoff goals thing. And that was a ridiculous – that was a ridiculous statement. And breaking up that line for that reason was stupid as hell. But the other idea that, like, kind of made some sense to me was we're going to need depth. Perhaps Travis Konechny can make the third line work. Now, that wasn't the case. And when they've kind of saddled him with that responsibility in the past, it hasn't gone the way we've wanted it to. But maybe he's just at a point where he is good enough to get other guys going. He's not just the third guy on Couturier and Giroux's line anymore. He is a star himself. Maybe he and Kevin Hayes would start scoring a bunch of goals and putting, I don't know, Voracek or somebody with Couturier could make him work. Because I'll tell you, man, 
My biggest concern on this team right now is Jake Voracek, both presently and looking ahead to the future. He looks terrible. Yeah, there was a couple of games where it seemed like he was going to get going, but then it just died off again very quickly. It's not great. I have I have long stuck up for Jake Voracek. Like I understand people's frustration with him. I always say, yes, there's absolutely a list of players in this league better than Jake Voracek. But the list of right-wingers better than him is pretty short. But right now, that does not appear to be the case. He just, every time he touches the puck, he seems to do the wrong thing with it. Every single time. Yeah, it's not great. How's that for a contribution? I just, like... In, <laughs> I appreciated it. In order to get those guys going, I kind of want to mix up mix up what we what they have. No. I I mean, I would. I would mix up what they have, but I would not fuck with the Couturier line. I'm, Are we calling it the clit line? Are we doing I'm not it? doing it. I'm calling it. it the click line, not clit line. Thank you, William. For Christ's sake, the clit line is just too much for me. I am... Um, that's a little... That's a, It's a little. It's a little much. I can't find it first, like, you know. <laughs> How do you... <laughs> Where is it? Oh, no. Is it at the bottom? It's at the top, remember? <laughs> they're the top line. That's right. That's a great way to remember it. Oh, boy. They're the first oh, God. line. They're Children, the listen to this no, show. No, I don't want to do this. I mean, okay, so maybe you, you, maybe you try mixing oh, up the I lines try. a bit. <laughs> maybe you try mixing up the lines a bit to see what happens. Like maybe against the Senators on Friday, you try mixing up some lines. There's a good idea. That's a good practice game. There's a good Theoretically, practice game right there. Although in yeah. my mind, I in my mind the way this goes is that they come out and they smack down the Caps tomorrow and then they get to the Senators and they lose like 6-1 or something to the Sens oh, because that's the way that this kind of stuff that's goes. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. No, but I will like these, there's so many benchmarks I'm looking for this team to hit, like playing the way they did in the back-to-backs, surviving penalty, like so many things that are just showing me they're uh, just a better, more well-coached, more well-led team than they were in the past. Not playing down to the Senators' level is one of those benchmarks. Like, this is not a joke. If they don't come out and smack around the Senators, regardless of what happens on Wednesday, that's a problem. The Senators did beat the Canes 4-1. Well, the Canes, we started their downward slide. <laughs> we're You're not wrong. I mean, we're I... out here. We're out here ruining seasons in November for everybody. God, I just want to be that team again. So, <laughs> just as an aside, SB Nation did a uh, uh, history of the beef video between Sidney Crosby and Claude Giroux the other day. It's so good. It's so good for many reasons, but one of them is there's so much footage from that 2012 playoff run and I haven't felt like that about hockey in so long probably since 2012 that's from like 2007 2008 till 2012 it was a real rivalry mm-hmm. like it wasn't oh just two teams that played in the same state whose games get aired on national television it was two teams that legitimately fucking hated each other yep and it was so cool and and just Oh God, the 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 fights and the and the physicality and and just the excitement, like it, it's palpable even in this like seven minute video. I I just the rivalry sorry. really did to, lose to something when they lost Richards, when uh, James Neal was lost, when Scott Hartnell. Like we just kept losing 
the guys yeah. who stirred the pot. Now Simmons, Simmons is gone. Like <laughs> so many of the guys who made those games special. Obviously, Crosby and Giroux are still there, but it's just different now. Yeah, but we've got Travis Konechny now. And all those guys are old. Like, they're not youngsters looking to beat the shit out of each other. They're all like, man, I don't have the energy to fight anymore. Like, why would I do that? This is going to be a six, seven game series. I need another team to hate that much again. The Sens. Get on on board with me. (laughs) Hey, man, we might might see him on Wednesday. I mean, the Caps have Radko Gudis and Tom Wilson. Some shit could go down. That's true. The Flyers always play the Caps hard. It's always a good game. Does Radko get a tribute video? No. Yeah, probably. What the hell are the highlights going to be? A bunch of shit he got fined and suspended for? I, th- I He was here for a long time. Oh, uh, like, come on. Where do we draw the line with the tribute videos? It should really be a bunch of uncontested... It should really be a bunch of uncontested glove saves on shots from the point. <laughs> it should be six minutes of that. That would be is a Andrew fitting McDonald tribute. Is playing anywhere right now? Oh, London, he's... where Chris Stewart used to play? I feel like that's about the level. He's in Sweden. Oh, oh okay. bless. Uh, like, I'm concerned about some levels of the offense, but I've heard, like, I think, Jake, or I think Jake has stunk to get back on track here. One guy I'm not concerned Hold about. Hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He's not in Sweden. He's in Switzerland, which is a lesser league than Sweden. Oh, I yeah. just needed to get that out there. Yeah. Uh, one guy I'm not all that concerned about, but I keep getting, uh, I keep hearing like, oh, where are Jake and JVR? I'm not nearly as concerned as, about JVR because one, this is like the best I've ever seen him play not in the offensive zone. Like he's actually contributing a little in the other two zones. And he only has four goals this year, which doesn't seem like a lot. But he scored his first goal of the season on November 17th last year and finished with 27. Granted, he missed a bunch of time due to injury. That was only his fourth game of the season. But it still means he scored all those goals in not a lot of time. I'm not at all concerned about JVR because I know he's going to have a bunch of two-goal games, a bunch of three-goal and four-night stretches. His numbers, I know he's going to hit. Giroux's numbers, I know he's going to hit. Jake, man, like... It looks ugly. He just needs he just needs to pull his head out of his ass. I mean, he'll get there. We've seen him get there. He always does. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know if it's too early to be like super concerned, but I think it's just the thing with Jake is that you expect so much from him that when he doesn't deliver, it's like super noticeable. Sure, and those expectations are warranted based on him being the second highest right. paid player on yeah. the team. And when you look at how much time is left on that contract, it becomes very daunting if this is what we're going to get out of him from here going forward. I can't even make jokes about the lockout anymore. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking well, I players. mean, you still can. There might still be one. Just not next but year. But on, uh, yeah, on the High and Wide show last night, we were talking about what could become of... Um, what could become of Jake? And I was like, man, I can't see a situation in w- unless you're going to take back like a Jamie Ben contract, which is like more money and longer. Um, I can't see a situation in which you can get rid of him until maybe you give Seattle a first round pick to take him off your hands. Well, nobody actually thinks that Jake is bad except for some a, a small group of Flyers fans. I don't. I didn't think he was bad until this year. 
nobody actually thinks that Jake is bad except for a small group of Flyers fans. Uh, like, should I repeat it one more time? The group of people watching him play think he's bad. Everyone else looks at his numbers from his career and goes, oh, he'll be fine. Which is why it would not be that difficult to unload him if they wanted to. No, do I want to? Absolutely not. The other GMs are going to be like, Jake Voracek, holy shit. Not with that that contract. Yeah, I don't think so. I think the contract is a hindrance there. I also, like, why would you want to get rid of him? Because he stinks. All right, it's 15 games into the season. He's got 12 points. He looks really bad. Okay, but he still has 12 points in 15 games, so. I wonder how many of those are secondary assists. I need him. Up. I'll tell you, whether we get rid of him or not, he needs to come off the top power play like yes, yesterday. That I Kevin agree Kevin Hayes That's needs fair. to be in that spot. That's fair. That's fair. That's, Kevin Hayes, Just he's a better puck protector, just as good of a puck handler, is more willing to take a hard shot, because Jake is apparently afraid to bruise the puck most games. And I just, I, man, I'm so, I've stuck up for Jake for so long and I can't do it anymore. Have you? Because I don't remember you sticking up for Jake. I, like, ever. I, I think I'm very fair in my assessment of him. Okay, so that's much different than what you just said. I always say, <laughs> if you want to get rid of Jake, that's fine. But replacing his production will be very hard to do. Winning that trade will be very hard to do. I don't believe that anymore. Well, I don't believe the second, like, I, I, I don't believe he's that great anymore. I... I mean, I don't disagree with you, honestly. It's just that I don't I, do. I don't think that there is anything to be done about it apart from hoping that he gets going. And maybe when we have a fully healthy lineup, maybe he does get going because the lines will be able to be shifted around a little bit. You can spread the talent out a little bit more. Maybe he will get going. But And that's with the makeup of the third line right now. Yeah. I don't see it as a great fit for him or really – uh, any of the guys on that line with Hayes and Terensky, I don't see that as a very uh, like a line that maximizes what Jake can right, do. Yeah, and this no. is this is an adjustment period for him. Having a coach who isn't like you're one of my best two players, being in a situation where he isn't one of the best two players, for how long was it just the Jake and G show? Like it was just those two and nobody else. Ghost well, came up and that question. was cool. Who would you say right now are the best two players on the Flyers? Couturier and Konechny. Yeah, that's fair. Although it's yeah. hard it's hard for me not to put Giroux there. <clears throat> He's not playing like it so far this year. I, I will tell you, I like Intangibles, him a lot. baby. Yeah, I like G a lot more at center than I did last year. I think that line is keeping itself afloat pretty well. I still like When he moves wing. back to wing, I expect first line level production out of G. Yeah, for sure. He he's just better at wing now and it's that's that. Yeah. There's nothing else to say about it. He's a decent middle six center and a legit first line winger. Mm-hmm. I want him to be that. Yep. They just don't have enough centers right now because they're not calling up Frost. Do we have any reason why they're not calling up Frost? Like I heard he had another multi point game the other night. It's I'm that to... it's that fucking you're too good for the fourth line. Oh cool, I made the team. No, you have to go play in the AHL. Like it's it's that. They don't want him but playing we don't in the have bottom a third six. line center. I know. I don't know why he can't play third line center, but apparently they don't want him to. So I'm trying I mean, it would be really easy to fix this. It would be really easy to fix this. You shuffle Giroux right on back to wing, you put Kevin Hayes as his center. And Morgan Frost is a third-line center. Like, this would be easy. To- I'm super into say, that. 
I will say, because the way I want the lineup set with the first line staying what it is, with uh, Drew, Hayes, and Farabee together, if Frost does have puck management issues, isn't great in terms of assessing when to take risks and when not, isn't great in his own zone, a JVR Frost Voracek line would get scored on at a very high rate. Jake agrees, I think. <laughs> I was trying to not speak so I could mute it out. Yeah, Frost I is like at, it. Frost is at... You, you like his hacking It's adorable. Cop? I don't like it, but like, yeah, good for you, bud. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. No. I wish he wasn't for his own comfortableness, I guess, comfortability. <laughs> Comfort. Comfort is Comfort. the word. Yeah. He is incredibly cute. Uh, yeah, so let's do a Steph Foster update. So Emily got adopted. Emily has a home. Yay. And I have another Foster. His name is Jakey, and you can hear him coughing in the background. He's fine. He's just coughing. Bless. All right, good vamp there, Steph, as I found uh, Morgan Frost's numbers. <laughs> He's got 12. I can talk about my Fosters yeah. all day. He's got 12 points uh, in 13 games. He had a seven-game point streak end on November 6th, and he followed that up with a two-assist effort the following night and then a, uh, a goal the next, uh, the next game. So he, he's killing it in terms of point production. Uh, I actually am giving this regime the benefit of the doubt in terms of who read, who's ready and who isn't. Like... Hextall and Hackstall, they didn't get that benefit of the doubt because we saw with Myers, we saw with Sanheim, we saw with Lindblom, they were just wrong. These guys, I gotta tell you, these guys are giving everyone passes, a chance. Every day that passes, I get more and more enraged at Hextall and Hackstall. <laughs> to be every day. to be fair, we have Ron Hextall <laughs> to thank for every one of these kids that we're obsessed with. So sure, that's good. But we also have Ron Hextall to thank for not showing them to Agreed. us. Agreed. Oh, yeah. Earlier. Ron Ron gave us the puzzle pieces and then took three and put them in his pocket and said, <laughs> good fucking luck. <laughs> like, I just, uh, I, we absolutely have him to thank for the for giving us what all this talent. But we hadn't seen it utilized until now. I am giving this regime a little bit more leeway just in terms of if you tell me Morgan Frost isn't ready, I'm willing to believe you for now. But at some point, we're going to need to resolve this issue of not having three centers. Yeah. And the thing is, like, Frost is killing it just as much as Farabee and Myers were in the AHL. Like, it's a parallel. If those two were good enough to come up, like, Frost is good enough to come up. And if you're just not doing it because you're insisting that he's a top six player and he can only play in the top six, that's just silly. He can play on the third line. It's not going to kill him. Have we actually heard that that's a thing, or is that just what we're assuming? It's just what we're assuming. But I think oh, okay. I think right. Charlie may have indicated that someone said something. I think I think it was conjecture. Oh, okay. I don't think... I, I, yeah, I know that's my that's my feeling what Charlie said. They definitely I think that was conjecture. They definitely don't want him on the fourth line, and just based on what they're asking the fourth line to do, it makes sense. I will say if they're not willing to play him outside the top six, 
Well, when the hell right. is there going to be a top six spot open? I, I'm not. I'm not getting mad about that. If it's something that we're no, I, I'm not mad about it. Mad I'm about. just trying to play this. I, I think that there's. I think that there's room for him on this roster, and I think we'll see it once we know more about what's going on with Nolan Patrick. And and he's still week to week. He's playing, but or he's practicing, but we don't we don't know yet. When do we expect to see Morgan? Fr- if you had to guess, when do you think Morgan Frost is going to be here? December before the. Before the trade deadline. I would say before Christmas. I was being more conservative. Fair. So I'm saying I've been I've been guessing right after Christmas all along because that's when Giroux got his call up. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to draw the parallels there. But I just, I just want to see someone step into this freaking lineup because we're so close to being really good. I mean, this, this someone's, who else? You, we just had Phil Myers step into the lineup. We just had Joel Farabee step I'm into the I'm talking about one guy to fill this specific role of third-line center. Like, whether okay. it's Patrick, whether it's Frost, or whether it's someone I don't even know of yet, um, I just, you fill that spot, and this team goes from, oh, yeah, they're pretty good, to we're consistently beating these good teams. Yeah, that's fine. I just have one question for you guys before Uh we wrap it up here. Why is the home power play so good and the road power play so bad? At home, they're close to 30%. They're 7th best in the league. On the road, they're at 13.3, which is 23rd. How is this possible? It's weird. Um, Sample size. They've played at home, like, what, five games? Mm. Sample size. Maybe. That's my answer. It's just... But, like, thir- 13 is so low. Yeah. Like, that's bad. It's it's so different that it... I don't know. It's really weird. They've had a lot of blowout losses on the road. That's true. They've had two. That's more than one. <laughs> <laughs> like, even the, even the Edmonton game where they got blown out, they scored two power play goals in that game. I think those are Jake's only goals this year. Hmm. I don't have an answer. I know. No one does. It's just perplexing. I thought maybe somebody had a theory. I wonder if it is just kind of the how it's gone randomly so far. Because we are only 15 games in. I know. I know. I don't I know. Just, it, uh, it is weird, though. Like, my first thought was, well, home and road, the road team has to put their stick down on face-offs first. Maybe that has something to do with it. Then I remembered it's always the defensive team now. It's not home and road in the offensive and defensive zones. So I, I, I don't know. I don't have an explanation for it, and it's bothering me. Because if that was just at, like, 20%, they'd score even more, and that would be good. Scoring is good. I've heard that. Yeah. All right, guys. Do we have anything else? Is there other stuff to talk about? Festivus is December 21st at Fieldhouse, starting at 6 o'clock. do 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 all right, I like that. Uh, Festivus is going to be a great time. Come is. out and get drunk with us at Fieldhouse. We always have a lot of fun. Uh, we do stuff for charities, and we just uh, we we talk to the people and meet the people. We love uh, all of our listeners, all of our supporters so much. It's one of the few chances we get to uh, say hello to you, hang out with you in person. So please come out and do that. And if you're not a subscriber. Now is the best time. Why? Because it's free. Like it's always free. Hit the damn subscribe button. It's the simplest thing in the world. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts. Hit subscribe. 
boom, you've done it. You've helped us. You've improved your own quality of life because you have us delivered to you basically every single day. What are these like BSH brief and all this stuff going on? Like we have even more content now. There's a lot of content. I can't even keep up with it all. So every week you have our flagship show, which is this one that you're listening to, BSH Radio. We have a flyperbole, which is sometimes released on the same day as us, sometimes not, but it's always a lot longer. Um, then you will have post games. You'll have checking out the competition, which you should know by now because we've been doing those for years. Uh, and we just added the BSH brief and um, Flyers forecast. So the BSH brief is hosted by Kelly, and it's just a quick 10-minute wrap-up of what happened the week before. And the Flyers forecast is Stephen Craig, and it's Stephen Craig, so I said 15 minutes, but it's a half hour <laughs> of them talking about what, we, what we're looking for, what we're looking forward to in the next week for the Flyers. So if you do or you do not have a whole lot of time to listen to this show, which, I mean, you're here, so you should, uh, or fly purpley and you just need a quick hit of Flyers in your life, Check out the BSH Brief and the Flyers Forecast. There's really no reason for any other podcast in your life because you get us every single freaking day. (laughs) Sometimes multiple times a day. Game days, you could have us two, three times. Yeah, whenever I go to post the the post game in in our thing, it's like... There are two other things that weren't there a couple hours ago. <laughs> There's always more freaking content. It's unbelievable. So yeah. hit that subscribe button. It will pay off for you in no time. That is all the time we have for you on BSH Radio this week. Thank you all so much for hanging out. Thank you for listening. My name is Bill Matz for Kelly and Steph. Have a great week, everybody. Are you ready to talk about sports?